Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Edmonton was high on my list. Um, they got a lot of skill up front and I think they have a great future ahead. I still don't have a Stanley Cup, so I think joining this team is pretty exciting uh, when I look at the potential that the lineup has. My decision was uh, pretty easy, obviously, with those high-caliber players they have on their roster and just being in the hockey city uh, made my decision real easy. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platform. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Stopper joining you in the 630 Chad Studios as the Edmonton Oilers have an optional today. Actually, I don't even know if it's an optional, but they're down some bodies um, over for the practice at Rogers Place. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. You can now buy your PCs from Digitex. Keep it all under one roof with one number to call, one simple invoice for all of your office technology needs. This is Oilers Now. We're going to have some fun on today's show. There's been a little bit of movement with the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club today. We'll discuss that. We'll have a review of last night's game. Go to our Oilers Now Audio Vault. And then at 12.35 today, courtesy of our friends at the River Creek Resort and Casino, Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers. 
one of the most plugged-in men in the business. It's 228 in the East. Has William Nylander signed yet? No, in our luck, he'll sign right during Elliott's hit. Uh, we are going to go interactive. Here's how you get hold of us. You can reach us on the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. The River Cree has 5440 at the River Cree, December the 29th. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. And you can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line, not your small-town dealership, with a huge new state-of-the-art facility experience the difference of Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan. This is Oilers Now, Elliot Friedman at 12.35, interactive at 105 today, and then uh, we're going to do a little bit of amateur hockey update on a off-day, non-NHL game day for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, we will hear... From Edmonton Oil Kings General Manager Kurt Hill as the Oil Kings take on Moose Jaw Warriors tonight. Uh, Oil Kings losing 6-3 despite a Trey Fix-Wolanski hat-trick to the uh, best team in junior hockey. What's the record right now? Uh, Brendan Escott for the Prince Albert Raiders. Really, 24-1, 25-1, something ridiculous. 25-1. That's, that's when you're going good. You haven't even loaded up yet, and you're 25-1, Mark Habscheid's group. Um, but, yeah, the Edmonton Oil Kings at home tonight at Rogers Place against the Moose Jaw Warriors. Tomorrow at Rogers Place, the Vegas Golden Knights, winners of five consecutive games. What a difference the return of Nate Schmidt, his mentor lineup, and obviously the goaltending of Marc-Andre Fleury. Max Pacioretty started to score some goals as well. Um Speaking of returning to the lineup, the Alberta Golden Bears, Ian Herberts, the former Oilers assistant the last three years, and Todd McClellan's staff, uh, his team was injury depleted. At one point, they were down five forwards through the first three weeks of the season, including a matchup. They played Saskatchewan back-to-back games earlier in the season. Huskies won the first game, and the Bears outshot Saskatchewan like 41-23 in game two and won 5-2. Those two teams ranked two and three in the country meet in Saskatoon tonight, and Ian Herbers uh, will tell us about that. And maybe some stuff that's coming up with Hockey Canada as well. That, my friends, is known as a bit of a tease. Well, at 10 o'clock today, uh, the Edmonton Oilers picked up uh, Valentin Zikoff from the Carolina Hurricanes off of waivers. I have reached out to a couple. Uh, there are uh, some guys I know in the Hurricanes organization. Um one fewer than uh, used to be there. Ricky Olchuk used to be there as an assistant general manager. Uh, he was purged out of there. He's now working for the Maple Leafs. Uh, he was uh, very close to Ron Francis, one of the classiest uh, guys in all of the National Hockey League. Here's the uh, report on Zekoff. He's got a heavy shot. He's got average boots. And the challenge that he's had this season is his ability to gain separation to shoot the puck. Uh, he needs power play time. He is a bigger, thicker body along the lines of a Nikolai Kuhleman, who, you know, had, for Toronto, had a pretty good 30-plus goal season. Again, he needs power play time. The Oilers have made a corresponding move. They've sent Patrick Russell down. Patrick Russell is what he is. You know, he's a 14, 15, 16, 17 forward for an NHL organization. He does good work on the boards, limited offensive upside. Seems like you just described Yessi, doesn't it? Uh, no, yes, he's a better skater than, Z- than uh, Zekov. All right. Okay. Uh, and it, at this stage of the game, based on Zekov's, you know, he led the American Hockey League in goal scoring last year. I would argue that Zekov's probably a little bit more proficient at this stage in terms of shooting the puck. Um, in terms of, se- again, so the, the scouting report, heavy shot, not can shoot the pill, heavy shot. Uh, average boots, 
and that makes it difficult for him at times uh, to gain separation, to get the time and space to shoot the puck. Will need some power play time. Well, I think the Oilers can certainly find a way to get him on the second power play unit. Patrick Russell goes down, but who does it affect? And the obvious short-term player that it affects the most is going to be Ty Ratty. Because with Russell going down, that meant the Oilers were only at 12. Uh, well, they pick up Zekoff. They're at 13 forwards. And that means that uh, my guess is tomorrow Ty Ratty will play just because Zekoff will be making his way here into uh, Edmonton. But by Monday night, we're going to see Zekoff playing down in Dallas. Uh, so Ty Ratty in the immediate. And I'm just, I'm just going to throw a couple scenarios at you. And you can laugh if you want to, but if you watch the Oilers... And I may not be the smartest guy, but I do watch him. This team has missed Tobias Reeder a little bit. Uh, you know, it affected. He, he certainly in the first few games that he went out. I mean, he's he's quick. He's uh, yeah, he hasn't scored yet, but he, he he's a legitimate top nine player for the current context of what the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club have right now. When he comes back, and by the time he comes back, if Kyler Yamamoto can gain some offensive traction. In the minors, it's going to change what Edmonton's going to be able to do here. Uh, right now, of course, the orders are rolling with McDavid, with Chason, and uh, Leon Dreisaitl. Uh They had Kajula with uh, Nugent Hopkins and Paul Yarvey. And Nugent Hopkins, by the way, is basically at a point per game, and he's now not been with Connor McDavid for the last six or seven games. I don't know if anybody's noticed this. Ryan Nugent Hopkins has always been a really good power play player. The Oilers are at 37.5% over the last 16 power plays. They're 6 for 16. And Nugent Hopkins is part of it. McDavid had a lot of power play points early in the year. Over the last six power play goals, Nugent Hopkins has, has been one of the guys that's been able to gain a little bit of space. Clefbaum scoring that game winner. We'll get to all that audio recap stuff in a second. But anyways, Nugent Hopkins with Kajula, who played with a lot of spirit last night. Paul Yarvey, who obviously scored. The identity line with Brodziak at center, with Lucic and Cassian, Spooner and Kara. Um, you know, Russell's going down again. I expect Ratty in tomorrow, and then uh, probably uh, Zekoff to play on the road trip. But I think the Oilers have got two more moves coming. One, by injury and the return of Tobias Reeder. And then the other the other one is going to be Yamamoto. So uh, I know Ken Hitchcock wanted to build a second, third line, as he called it. Um, Spooner, don't know if he was originally purpose-picked up to uh, be playing fourth-line center. And you wonder if there might be another move or two down the road as well. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Jujar Kara, by the way, and I know there's a lot of he's got a lot of fans in this market. He hasn't scored in 37 games, and he made a terrific play where he beat a man wide, took it hard to the hole, and quick made a great save. And that was a turning point during that hockey game. I mean, that change. If he scores there, it's a three nothing game, and the Oilers are they're uh, they're on their way. But took a bad penalty on Drew Doughty. My guess is Ken Hitchcock, one of the orders getting in Drew Doughty's grill. Um, Jujar Kara, Zach Cassian did it the wrong way, and that got the orders into some penalty trouble and got L.A. back in the hockey game. The guy that did it the right way was Drake Kajula. He was in on uh, Drew Doughty all night long. Let's go to our Oilers Now Audio Vault for our friends at Direct Workwear. For product knowledge, compliancy, great pricing, and innovation, directworkwear.com an Edmonton-based company, the dulcet tones of Jack Michaels. 
the Edmonton Oilers and the Los Angeles Kings meet on the ice. We'll have two new goaltenders tonight. L.A. trying to dig its way out of a Pacific Division cellar-dwelling position they've been in virtually all season long, while the Oilers look for their first back-to-back victories in nearly a month. Way Kachula to the net, wrist shot, sprawling, save quick, rebound, score. It's shoveled in by Yesapuliarvi, who has his second of the year, and Puliarvi gives Edmonton a 1-0 lead. He's challenging the play to see if there was a goal interference prior to the goal. After further review, there was no goaltender interference. Yep. One-timer, clef bomb, save, quick, rebound, score! Alex Chason stays high for Andre Kopitar. Back to Brown, one-timer, score! Koskinen, I'm not sure, ever saw it, and Dustin Brown stays high. What a story Dustin Brown is, Jack. Five years, 27 to 36 points, and he is back to being a top-line producer. Tronics and Jeff Carter has just tied the game. Stupid. A blistering one-timer from Andre Kopitar. Off the draw, lead pass. Dustin Brown might have a breakaway in on that. Rich shot denied by Koskinen. Great save, Koskinen. Drysaddle is open, dishes. One-timer off the post, chase on. Quick was beaten. Here's Clefbaum from McDavid. Moving it, Nugent Hopkins. Clefbaum, one-timer, score! Right through the five-hole, 3-2, Edmonton, 2.20 to play. Clefbaum goes 23 games without scoring a goal, gets the winner in OT. Long-range bomber. Guess who's in front of the net again, Jack? Jason. Jason. Kopitar will dig in against Drysaddle. This has got to be a bang-bang play, and it won't be. Drysaddle wins the faceoff, and the game is over. Edmonton has won back-to-back games for the first time since November 1st and 3rd. Okay, Bob, so in that highlight pack on that Jeff Carter goal, you yeah. can be heard saying, stupid. What was stupid? Come on, man. And I, Zach Cassian cannot. He'd be the first guy to tell you. Uh, that was a bad penalty. You're killing a penalty. Drew Doughty angles you off, slightly interferes, and you get your glove up near his head right in front of the referee. You can't make that play. They never give five-on-threes in this league anymore. In 0506, how old were you, by the way, in 0506, Brendan? 12. Were you cheering for the Canucks up in Kamloops at that time? Or you were, betcha. You were, you were cheering for the Canucks. we got to get you converted. You know that. Yeah. Uh, well, in 0506, Marc-Andre Ber- uh, Bergeron must have scored, I don't know, six or seven five-on-three goals. That was the year. I mean, the Oilers, Alex Hemsky had 77 points. Uh, Horkoff had 73. Stoll had 68. You know, like there are some high numbers that year, uh, and that's that season is why Sidney Crosby that one year has a significant advantage in terms of channeling points again. And hey, Sidney Crosby is an all-world player right now. The three best players in the National Hockey League are Canadian, and two of them are from Nova Scotia because McKinnon is playing off the charts. Of course, McDavid and Crosby, but. Whenever you factor in, whenever they do the first, you know, 150, 200 games for McDavid versus Crosby, yeah, Crosby played in 05-06. There was no defense, and there was a ton of power play goals for the first three quarters of that year. And Bergeron, but today you never get five on three looks anymore. I mean, there were there were times in that 05-06 season, teams got four or five five on threes in a game. So. You got to commit Harry Carey on the ice to to end up being in the box and five on three. You're killing a penalty at the end of the period. You get the puck out. 
You're in a race for the puck. The guy angles you off. He's a great player. He's a great player, too. He's going to get the benefit of the call there. You can't make that play. And you know what? If Zach Cassian was listening right now, he'd say, Bob, you're right. I'd be the first guy to tell you I can't make that play. And that's, I was like, it wasn't, it, it was just like, you just gave them a freebie. And their team hadn't scored a power play goal on the road all year. And you give them a free power, a five on three power play in the last minute. It was not a smart play. The guy's played well. He's been an effective player. He'd like that play back. And he'd be the first player to tell you that. That's the thing about Zach Gaskin. He knows. He knows. All righty. Doesn't matter. The Oilers ended up getting the win 3 2 in Cassian's line with. Uh, how about the, the shift? There's about a shift of about four minutes left in the game when Brodziak was out there with Lucic and Cassian against Kopitar's line, and they drilled them. They kept the puck in the L.A. zone for about... Fi- I just went on... I was saying to Jack, you know, this matchup, as this game goes on, you know, I'm getting a little nervous here. And then they didn't even let L.A. get out of their own end. It was great. But uh, here's Ken Hitchcock on getting points in close games. You know, I, I think just from an awareness standpoint, we got to get more comfortable... In these type of games, I mean, again, it's tied going into the third period. That's the Western Conference. You got to you got to take points out of close games. It's a one goal league, and it's really a one goal one goal conference. And we don't want to be the first to crack. And I think towards the end of games, you know, we don't give up much. We didn't give up much in the third period, but the ones we did give up were doozies, and we got to get rid of that. Uh, one guy who was effective. We already mentioned him. In a limited role. And I'm not sure he can play there all the time in the top six. And that's why I mentioned Reader coming back and Yamamoto maybe. And if Yamamoto gets on a bit of a hot streak and gets some offensive confidence, I could see him back here in two to three weeks um, to give the orders a different dimension. But Drake Kajula had an effective game last night and he flattened, flattened uh, LA Kings Drew Doughty. And in fact, may I add, Kyle Clifford got away with two cross checks in last night's game. Both right in front of the refs. Like, okay, fine. So you're gonna call, you know, you're you're gonna call Zach Cassian for a face wash when he's shorthanded, and it's a penalty. Call Kyle Clifford when he goes right at Drake Kajula after Kajula belts Drew Doughty, and they didn't. And that's the frustration in the NHL. And you know what? Craig Simpson said it the other day. Part of the reason why there's a challenge with what happens now today in the NHL is you have two different referees that are working together. So who's gonna be the boss and who's gonna be the second? I'd use a different term, but it's not very polite. So who's, you know what I mean? What used to happen is you knew who which referee was working the game. Some guys don't like, Mark Jonette doesn't make a lot of calls, okay? There's certain call, uh, officials that don't make, we had Jonette a couple games ago. There's certain guys that don't make a lot of calls. So anyways, Kajula uh, was very effective last night uh, in that second line role, got in the four check and did some damage. We tried to, we tried to play him hard, like most teams do, and... And Drake's good that way. And I think it also helps Drake's game. I think when he plays that feisty game, it makes him more effective even offensively. He goes in into the uh, reckless areas to help. And I think he did, he's done that the last two games. A lot better. I, I got news for you. Calgary's got a real effective antagonist. The guy's a terrific player, Matthew Kachuk, right? He's a, he's a good player. But against the Flames, Drake Kajula has to play that way against guys like Johnny Goodrow, against Mark Giordano. He has to get some body shots in on those. That's how you combat that. Uh, Oscar Clefbaum, goals in back-to-back games. It's funny with Clefbaum. There are people who think, well, he's playing too many minutes. Well, Hitchcock talked a bit about uh, the effectiveness of Clefbaum's game overall. I, I think what he does, he plays with a calmness about him that really, really helps. And I think that 
He settles it down on exits when we're in trouble. He's, he's able to buy time to get us out. And I think when, when you play with a calmness, you can play a lot of minutes. And his recovery rate's fantastic. Uh, but I, I, I think 25 to me is the floor. I think you're going to see him play more and more than that. All right, last night again, uh, I don't think Connor McDavid was completely at 100% health-wise. Uh, and same with Alex Chason. I, I don't know if people picked it up on TV, but he would finish the shifts, and he'd go back to the bench and sit right at the end of the bench and turn away from the rest of the players. And uh, sometimes that's, that's a sign of a guy you know, fighting the battle in terms of trying to keep some fluids in him. Here is uh, Ken Hitchcock talking about Chason playing with McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. On the power play, he he knows angles. He he he's he's got a great a great stick, but he knows angles. He knows where shots are coming from. And the other part for me is he just goes into the hard areas to score. Prepared to do that. He does it ahead of time so that he's there before the puck. He's not trying to arrive on the puck. He goes right there, camps out, and waits for stuff to come. And and the more and more that line plays together, the more and more that Connor and uh, Leon know that. He's there all the time, and they can just put pucks into that area, and they're going to get scoring chances. Six hundred and fifty thousand bucks, and the guy's got eleven goals. It's uh, it's been a, frankly a remarkable story, good story for Edmonton. All right, let's hear from the players. We'll start with uh, Connor McDavid, who uh, was appreciative of Oscar Kleffbaum stepping it up again. He's been great for us. Um, you know, he logs a lot of minutes. Um, you know, plays solid defensively and helps out when he can offensively. And you know, obviously, he's been good the last two and chipped in with big goals. Oscar Clefbaum added some additional comments on the timing of his first two goals of the season in back-to-back games. Yeah, it obviously feel good. It's been good timing for my first two goals here, so uh, uh, it was a big win for us. We didn't play our best, best game, but to come out with two points in a game like this, and obviously for me personally, it's nice to get the goals going, and, and obviously it's been good timing for him too. So, uh, like I said, it's been a it was a huge win for us, and hopefully we can build off this. Oilers well, 3-1-1 and one in the Ken Hitchcock era. Yes, Apoliarvi scored a second goal of the season last night. He had these comments on how he's been playing. I think uh, I play better now. Uh, so I have good line mates and we, we can score on defense too. So, yeah, good. Uh, and patient, just got to be patient with him in every respect of his game. Uh, and I know Oilers fans don't want to hear, hear the word patience, but I do think there's a lot of Oilers fans that are cheering for Yes, Paul Yarby. I, I want to establish that. Um, Drake Kajula, Ken Hitchcock talked about succeeding in tight games. Here's Drake's thoughts. Feels like it's been a one-goal game for the last uh, four or five here, but um, you know, we got to learn to, to win this, these games, and uh, I think we're slowly starting to do that. Um, you know, we're, we're playing some pretty tight, uh, tight hockey right now. We're playing the right way for the most part, and uh, you know we're getting pretty good results. So we just got to make sure we stick with it and uh, you know, make sure everyone's buying into the systems here. All right, so 15-second response here from Brendan Escott. Who do you start tomorrow? Koskinen, absolutely. Ride the hot hand. The team plays better in front of him. He's more composed. I think that's where they need to go. Uh, I think that's a fair assessment. It's 1227 in Edmonton. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back on Oilers Now, we'll hook up with Elliot Friedman for our friends at the River Cree Resort Casino. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.